0: Hey guys welcome to daily cafe. Today is Monday, July 8th and Mercury's in retrograde and things are getting crazy. Carter
1: Apophenia is the word, Carrie.
0: What's what's apophenia?
1: The tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaning between unrelated things. Like Mercury being in retrograde.
0: All I'm saying is a few days ago, this woman told me that Mercury was in retrograde and that things were going to get a lot worse in terms of communication problems. And you had a bunch of technical problems this morning, so she wasn't wrong. And my plumbing went crazy and my ceiling is needs to be replaced now. And Well, all so you pl- said she said
1: communication problems. Now, anyone who watches the show knows I have tech problems all the time. <laughs> so that's not new, <laughs>
0: yeah, but the ones who this morning was and you insurance. are
1: communicating with an insurance agency. I've never heard of those going those communications going well
0: i guys, I seriously while we're doing the sale of I have a chat up where I'm talking to my home warranty people because this is their fault because they didn't do this on on Friday night they didn't they didn't pick up the emergency line
1: <clears throat> well, but, I, I but what
0: is the word for accurately predicting? That things are going to get a lot worse based on Mercury being in retrograde.
1: Well, I think in order to claim that you've accurately predicted, you need to use uh, the scientific method and have a model that consistently predicts over time, which also has uh, is falsifiable. Right? There's a null hypothesis. So I, it's a it's a it's quite a feat to be able to predict. <laughs> I guess you could call it prophecy, or you could call it science. Uh, if you well, can predict.
0: She prophesized my crap home warranty communication problems and my plumbing issues.
1: I don't think she did. I don't think she said you will have plumbing issues and have difficulty communicating with your insurance company. <laughs> yeah. Although if you have plumbing issues, the second one is assured to also happen. Um, well, it's definitely a bad. Mercury in retrograde is definitely bad for Jeffrey Epstein, Stein. Stein. Oh my gosh. This guy. Uh, well, we should probably mention why this guy's in the news again. He was arrested finally on Saturday in New York on charges of child sex trafficking. And this is partially in response to Cernovich and the Miami Herald winning a case to have records unsealed from previous uh, charges against Epstein.
0: I thought he would never get his due.
1: Me too. Me too. I had kind of written him off as, yeah, one more piece of evidence that the the swamp exists and the deep state is just going to keep doing its thing. But maybe not. Maybe not. Thanks to Mike Cernovich and a reporter from the Miami Herald, mostly. But should we just give people? I don't.
0: No, I don't know you, that everyone
1: knows. Should we give an overview of what the Jeffrey well, Epstein thing is? If-
0: you should give me an overview because I haven't been able to pay attention to get caught up on it because of my plumbing crap. So catch me up.
1: Well, we, you probably know the history. Why don't we just start at the beginning? And this is very high level. I mean, I've read some things. I actually did read the uh, court documents from a few days ago and whatever, but uh, well,
0: Jeffrey, this is what I know. Jeffrey Epstein is the guy who has the island they used to call Lolita or he had a private plane called the lolita express that was the name people jokingly called it because they knew that he was flying rich important people out to this island to have sex with kids
1: well it's a little more it's a little more complicated even so uh so he's a hedge he was a hedge fund manager not clear how he made all of his money although hedge fund managing is one way um but and and i've heard him referred to as multimillionaire, but also billionaire so I 'm not sure what it is, but if, if it's if it's in the millions it's the very very high millions because it's sometimes reported as billionaire. He has a few private planes he has uh, houses scattered across the country. I think he has one in New mexico new york miami uh, and he has a private island as as you do he has a private island and in like 2001 2000 time 2001 to 2005 time frame the authorities were made aware of this i i guess the parents of a girl an underage girl had come to them with the story of being paid to go give him massages and then it turning sexual and blah 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 and so they started investigating this and what they uncovered from what we know is quite extensive he had uh, I mean, allegedly, there's some reports that say it was hundreds of victims. He paid off, I think, three dozen or something like that. So, I mean, there's definitely large number of young girls. And the stories that were coming out were consistent between girls who didn't know. So, this isn't like a, this isn't like a Christine Blasey Ford thing where it's like, I don't have any evidence and it happened a long time ago and the one person who I cite doesn't remember it or whatever. This is like dozens of girls not in contact with each other, coming up with the same story, evidence that's corroborated by uh, not only their their stories with each other but also um, actual physical evidence from the home and all this all this kind of stuff. and what they were saying was that in in palm Beach he ha- he has a house in Palm Beach, he was uh, paying these young girls to come over and perform sexual there's a variety of sexual things that they they allegedly uh, performed. But he would then, if they were uncomfortable or whatever, he would offer them a way out by saying, well, I'll pay you to go recruit more girls instead. So you can make money either giving me sexual favors or just recruiting other girls to give me sexual favors. And so it was kind of this uh, pretty sick Ponzi scheme, almost you can think of, of like a, or a multi-level marketing scheme for for getting underage girls. And these are girls that range, I think the youngest I saw was like 12 or 13, which is pretty freaking young. And then, you know, 16, 17, I assume, I don't know if he had a max. Uh, But so not only was he doing that, and there was also talk of other people potentially being involved because Jeffrey Epstein was very well connected and this includes we can get into this you but this can see,
0: you can see pictures online i've seen the, i'm sure a lot of our viewers have seen this he, there's pictures of him with like kevin spacey he was taking people like bill clinton out to that island bill clinton went out there how many times like 12 or 13 times
1: no so so yeah wrong? so there's he went out bill went out more so there's actually m- more to this the plane itself was outfitted with a bed for sexual encounters on the plane and so bill clinton for example he was on the plane several times also several times without secret secret without secret service right so he and he also went to the island he's but he's connected to everyone it's not just the clintons like he's connected to trump trump has said nice things about him and been at parties at his house in fact uh one of the accusers accused trump of being uh one of the guys so so the uh, these accusers claim that uh these, these girls are claiming that not only did Epstein molest them and sexually victimize them, he also then lent them out to other people. So, uh, a prince, I forget the prince is now one of the, like a, a prince in the UK. I, I forget which one, um, you know, people like Bill Clinton, people like Donald Trump, like rich, powerful, what you would call kind of the deep state swamp, right? Cause this guy was connected. And so, anyway, believe it or not, that's not the scandal. <laughs> so all of that was, was going on. The scandal happened, the, the, the reason this became even more scandalized, I'll say, is in 2007, so kind of after this investigation had been going on, they collected a lot of evidence. The, uh, the police in Palm Beach turned stuff over to the FBI because they wanted the FBI investigating. Well, Alexander Acosta, who was actually a Bush appointee and he was the uh, U.S. District Attorney for the Southern District of Florida. He was appointed by Bush and uh, continued on under Obama in that role. And he met with Epstein's lawyers. So Epstein was obviously being investigated. He met with Epstein's lawyers, and some unusual things happened. He let the lawyers write a lot of this. He want, they wanted a plea agreement. He let the lawyers write a lot of the plea agreement, and he broke federal law by there's, like victims are supposed to have a chance to testify at the hearing and like be aware of what's going on. He circumvented the victims, didn't tell them what he was doing, and entered into a super, super light plea deal with this guy where he pleaded to prostitution, one like one or two prostitution charges, with an underage person, which is a weird thing because there's no such thing as prostitution with an underage girl. That's called sexual, that's called rape or statutory rape. Underage girls aren't allowed to be prostitutes. They're underage. So it's not a prostitution, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing, right? So he pled guilty to that. He did have to register as a sex offender, but I don't think in all states he had to do some other thing. But the weird thing about it is in exchange for this – and oh, and he served – I think he had like an 18-month sentence, uh, much of which was served out of jail and in this minimum security kind of thing. And he had – he sexual offenders are, are not allowed on – uh, work to, to like work from jail, but he was allowed to like leave jail 12 hours a day for six days. Oh, a he
0: totally to got work. off. That's why I was saying, I didn't think he was ever going to get his due. He just right. so he, gets like so a
1: he, slap on the wrist. Total slap on the wrist. But the weird thing about this agreement is it, it's a, it's a non-prosecution agreement signed by this Alexander Acosta guy or negotiated by him. I'm not sure if, he, I think he signed it. It agrees not just to not prosecute Epstein, but any of his potential co-conspirators and anyone potentially involved. So this would protect anyone in the swamp that Epstein has around yeah. and that was maybe a part of this, all protected, yeah, all of them. Crazy. And, and on top of it, the entire thing was sealed so that, and the victims were never told about it. They found about on the news. The entire thing was sealed, so we don't know any of the real details. I mean, some stuff has come out, but originally it was it was sealed, and we don't know the details of how far this goes, who was involved, blah blah blah. There's a lot of details that we just don't know because it was sealed. And this is what you know. I'm sure that up until very recently, people that talked about Lolita Express, which, as you mentioned, was the nickname of Epstein's plane. People who talked about Lolita Express and Jeffrey Epstein and ties to rich and powerful people were likely dismissed as crazy conspiracy theory, <laughs> Alex Jones people, because that's what mainstream is wont to do if they're not into the story and they haven't been into the story. Probably one of the reasons is Bill Clinton was one of the major figures in the story. He's one of the, obviously one of the most prominent people that could potentially be involved was on the plane an awful lot, did go to the private island. Like, it doesn't look good for Clinton, probably. And and these girls were on the planes, by the way. They have logs from some of these planes, plane rides, and they know, they know Clinton was on there. They know he was on there a lot without uh, his uh, secret service. And they know a lot of young girls were on there at the same time. They know that sometimes he went to the island. So they, they know all this stuff. But, this has been relatively silent and until there have been recent requests. And Cernovich was, was one of the leading uh, people here. From my understanding, it was uh, Cernovich and the Miami Herald and another site called the Radar, I think, or Radar Online or something like that. Uh, and, and actually, Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz also had been accused of being involved in this. He wanted to, the records unsealed because he thinks they will exonerate him. Cernovich and the Miami Herald and, and the other parties—they want the records unsealed because they want the freaking truth, right? So they petitioned to have these records unsealed. Uh, it was turned down, but that uh, that that request was denied. But last week, that request was overturned. The denial was overturned, and the records are being unsealed. There's a press conference this morning with not a lot of new information, but the records I think later today will be unsealed. There may be some redaction still for, you know, you, you probably want to uh, redact names of underage victims and that kind of thing for their privacy. And that that makes sense. But we may find out a lot more about who was involved. And so that's kind of my understanding of, the, again, <clears throat> this hasn't been, I'm not like uh, deep into this. I haven't been following it for years. But based on what I've read, which I've, I've spent a d- decent amount of time reading. This is where, where we are right now. If you'll notice, the couple things from mainstream, we'll call legacy press. One is no no credit to Cernovich at all. It's just like not mentioned. He spent years of his life and time and money trying to make this happen. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you like the guy or not. Kudos to Cernovich for like this was a this is a big win. Uh, and of course, the legacy media is just ignoring him.
0: I would like to point out that Cernovich uh, is an actual journalist in my book now. Like yes. This is, and, the, and these uh, swamp, swamp journalists, these activists posing as journalists, fake news, legacy media, they don't do anything like this. They, they, no. they feed us opinions and commentary disguised as news. They don't go out and do investigative journalism. They don't go out. I mean, with the exception of the people you're talking about, like the Miami Herald. Very like, few, very for few. For the most part, these like CNN talking heads, all these people who criticize people like Cernovich, they can they can jump off a cliff for all I care. He and he, I don't. He he has done. This isn't the only thing that he. The story that he's helped to break. So, no it's
1: it's not but this is a big one. This is a big and one. I'm
0: just saying th- this isn't the only time he's done this. He is a journalist in my mind.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely he's a journalist and he's a good journalist. And I think the one of the things that you can look at is look this deal this original deal was from 2007. So it's been what 12 years So it took, the legacy media has been doing nothing about this for quite some time. It took the rise of alternative media for someone to look at this and say, hey, why is all this shit sealed? Why don't we know the truth? Shouldn't we know the truth? Now, by the way, there is a, there's an implication that one of the reasons that Alexander Acosta made this deal was this was right around the time, remember, the financial crisis was happening or about to happen depending on which part of the crisis you're talking about. He, Alexander Acosta probably, well, sorry, Jeffrey Epstein was connected to a lot of people. I think he ended up testifying against some people at Bear Stearns or something like that. So it might've been that the government was like, we're just gonna sacrifice these girls because, and, and let all these other co-conspirators off the hook because it's so important that we get a couple Wall Street execs. Now that, that's possibly the calculus, but if that is the calculus, we don't know. I don't like that calculus, and I don't think a lot of people would. But we don't even have transparency into that being the calculus. We don't We don't really know. And it is clear at this point that Acosta did break. So it looks like he broke some laws. Uh, he he did things he should not have in, in, with respect to making this deal. And certainly he offends every good person's sensibilities with this kind of a deal. Now, by the way, Acosta has gone on to become, he's now our U.S. Secretary of Labor which is rich because he's in charge of sex trafficking, <laughs> like secretary of labor would be in charge of, of some of this stuff. So, um, investigating sex trafficking. So that's where he is now. Now, if you'll notice the legacy media, they have no choice at this point. They have to talk about this. They haven't wanted to talk about this for a while. Now they have to talk about it and they're doing a few things. One is they're leaving out certain and two is they're trying to make this about Trump. Now, I will be the first to say, if Donald Trump is implicated in this, burn him too, right? Like, fuck them all. If he's one of the people that's been doing this, fuck him and hey, burn him to the ground just like everyone else. But, 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 there's way less evidence that Trump was as, de- as deeply involved. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that implicates the Clintons, you know, specifically, and other Democrats. And, the mainstream media is pretty silent on that. They're trying to turn this into a Trump thing, and it's not a Trump thing. Sorry, Carrie, what were you going to say?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I, am I? Didn't Trump? Didn't he only go to the island once and never went back?
1: I don't think he ever went to the island.
0: Or I no, I think he did, and he he left. Once, oh, I
1: thought he never once. went to the island. Maybe, maybe I I don't know the details. But, you know, and he, he's done Trumpian things like say, Jeffrey Epstein's a great guy. He likes women just like I do. You know, I mean, Trump talks nice, you know, he says nice things about Kim Jong-un. So, yeah, he said nice things about Epstein. He, he may, look, I, I don't know whether Trump, the allegations against Trump are true or false. I don't, this isn't about Trump. This is about the swamp. This is about the deep state protecting the swamp and these people are swamp rats. They are they are getting away with this. And we've got a government that turns a blind a blind eye. And if Trump has to come down because we take the whole thing down and, and he's part of that whole thing, fine. I I don't think he is as involved as some of the anti-Trump people want to think he is. They're like, oh how, how could he have appointed the Republicans, and appointed Alexander Acosta is the U.S. Secretary of Labor. Damn, Republicans, they're always into sex stuff, right? (laughs) They're always into, it's always the Republicans. That's that's the the leftist view right now, which is dishonest, because, you know, of all the politicians that Epstein was most closely connected, it was by far Bill Clinton was was the most connected and most likely to be involved here. But, you know, could be some other people. I think an honest person looks at this and says, I don't care whether it was Trump or anyone, we need to know the truth. And we may actually find out the truth.
0: Kevin Spacey went to the island several times. Uh, You know who else went to the island? Brian Singer.
1: Oh, that's not surprising. Maybe it wasn't just young girls.
0: No, of course it wasn't. I, I don't think that, why would you have only young girls there? Yeah, Kevin Spacey went with Bill Clinton
1: Kerry, I think we should have a discussion about what we're trying to do as a society. If we're trying to build a moral society in a certain way, some things that I think we're doing wrong here. Because obviously, we we can make it illegal to prey on young girls, and we have. Great. We could drain the swamp and do a better job of prosecuting people and not letting them get away with it. But ultimately, this stems from a culture, and I think we're doing some things that contradict each other as a culture. If what we want is a culture where uh, young women are protected until they're adults from the manipulations of predators, and I'm not even talking about violence. I don't think there's accusations of violence here necessarily, but uh, one of the reasons that it's immoral to, to have sexual relationships with minors is... You're there's a power position. That's one of them. There's a power difference, and the other one is you're an adult. You can manipulate them, and they don't understand. There's a lack of uh, a lack of ability to consent is what we would call it, right? They, it is, they don't have that is violence.
0: violence. I mean that this. I'm saying
1: not like punching or like that's you know right. But I'm, that, I'm, but
0: I consider I know what you're saying, but that is violence, and I I don't think that's like a words is violent. I'm not saying that in a words is violence way. I'm saying like taking taking that from someone who is not able to give consent and messing them up in the head for the rest of their life
1: right it's definitely predatory behavior that i think we should outlaw like i'm 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 all for outlying it uh in fact i think you could make an argument that uh you know people's brains aren't done being developed until 24 25 like i, I don't know when it becomes predation but the flip side of this not really a flip side but the, the other part of this is culture and I think we live in a culture where, on the one hand, we claim that we want to protect young girls. On the other hand, we do things that go against that. And I think we need to recognize something that's an uncomfortable fact, but it's a fact. Once a, a girl, a woman, young woman, girl has hit puberty, Once she's hit puberty, it is natural for men to be attracted to her. That's what happens in the animal kingdom. It's what happens in humans and has throughout history. I mean, there's probably your, you know, many people's great grandparents may have had kids when they were 14 years old. Like that happened very recently. So I'm not, I'm not talking about prepubescent girls, but I'm talking about once they hit puberty, there is a natural attraction to that because it's youthful and fertile. And that's a, that's an animal instinct. Natural is not moral. It's still gross. Yes, natural is not moral. And I want to be clear. Natural and moral are two different things. So I'm not saying it's moral. It's immoral. But it's it's a natural tendency of every species, including humans. Now, I would like to build a society, I think most people do, where that behavior is not allowed. Because we view it as immoral. So preying on someone just because they've hit puberty that doesn't make them fair game. They're not. You're not allowed to be a predator in that way. I think we all, most of us, want to build a society like that. I get that. However, I think we're doing a few things wrong. If that's the society we're trying to build, it's good that it's legal. Obviously, it's bad that we're not prosecuting it well. But we're also, you know, Carrie, you and I talk about this. We sexualize young women a lot. They, we, you know, with the the fashion and the uh, behaviors and even just talking—you know—how we talk to them about sex, how we uh, in, in the in the media and our Hollywood culture we glorify.
0: Oh, we uh, sexualize young boys now too. Yes, like, yes, look you're at right. All YouTube t- YouTube makeup tutorials with like prepubescent young boys p- making themselves to look like adult women—it's disgusting.
1: I hadn't thought of that, but thank you for that image. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but so we, sex, we sexualize young girls. We also fetishize youthful appearance and behavior. So the thing that came to mind was have you heard of this uh, Belle Delphine girl on Instagram who's like selling her bathwater to yes. gamer guys? Okay. Yes. I had never heard of her, but I, I went and looked her up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And someone on Twitter put it really well there. I'm going to ruin their tweet, but it, I'll paraphrase. It was something like, I I look at her Instagram feed and I feel like I've been transported 50 years into the future and there's just a culture that I completely don't understand. Uh, I feel the exact same way I look at that. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. But some things are clear. She's trying to make herself look extremely young, like girlish, right? Not like a young woman, girlish. She's trying to make herself girlish and she's trying to act in girlish ways. And so that's a way that we fetishize youth. And if we're doing those things, that's not a signal to, to men that, hey, you're not supposed to view young girls as sexual objects. That's a, that's a signal that you are supposed to view them that way. And those, are signal, those signals are incongruous with the supposed moral culture that we want, which I want, which is protecting these young women until they're adults, so they can protect themselves. And the, the final thing I want to say about this, Carrie, is I think there's a fundamental way that we view sex, which is, I'm not sure how we should be viewing sex. So I'm not a Puritan. I'm much more libertine. And so I, I know there's a, this kind of attitude in society that's moved to the point where we view sex as something purely, purely physical. It's purely a physical act. You go on Bumble, you go on Tinder, you have, have a good Friday night, be done. And I, I think that's a naive view of sex. because sex does come with consequences, but that's the view of sex that we seem to be pushing as a society and you know a lot of, a lot of feminists push that as well and so if we're going to push that view of sex um
0: that is divorced from relationships yeah it's
1: divorced from re- yeah it's divorced from relationships and so when, when sex is tied to relationships you actually get a different um a different experience of sexual attraction. If you're looking at relationships, or sorry, if you're looking at, let's say you're a guy, you're looking at women as potential sexual partners, but that's tied up with relationships, so they're together, right? Well, your evaluation of them goes well beyond what their physical appearance and beauty is. So I think most guys that are you know, middle-aged like me can can experience this where, you know, you can see a young hot girl and be completely turned off by her because, she's not someone you would want to even have a conversation with, let alone a relationship. She's just, it's like, uh, like that's, she's like a child. I don't like them. There's, there's no equality of, uh, life circumstances or mental abilities or life experiences or, uh, you know, intellectual ability to communicate. It just, it doesn't fit because you're viewing her. If you, if you have this view of sex, you're viewing her as like, not just a sex object that's only physical, but like this would be a relationship thing. And that just spoils the entire attraction as it should, right? As it should. But
0: if you are. I don't know if I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say something anecdotally yeah. here. That's just naturally how women, or at least in my experience, how women, that's how I view. I don't look at young, like 20 year old men and I'm like, Oh, I'd like to get with that guy. Like, it's. I think they look like children.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I. I get it. And I think women in general. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not an expert here. But I think women in general have a more. You know. A, a less physical view of their sexual partner and a more. Uh, Relationship emotional relationship-driven yeah. view. You're right. Yeah. So that in that general, makes sense.
0: I'm just speaking in general. I know there are women who definitely would look at that. But I'm just saying. I think women are probably more likely to naturally. Just evaluate people way yeah.
1: maybe. No, no, I, I think you're absolutely correct, Carrie. I think you're right. Um, but when, when we're in this society, we're divorcing sex completely from everything else. It's just a physical thing. It's like shaking hands, right? When, when, that, when that's what you do, think about how that changes the mental calculus of looking at a very, very young woman who's post-pubescent but still very young it changes that mental calculus because suddenly I'm, I've been taught to not view women as something to be in as a, as a human to be in a relationship with, but as something to fuck. They're just a, an object that's only physical. And if you, if the standards of attractiveness are purely physical, then those youthful girls win every time, every time, because they're more attractive, and they're younger, and they're more fertile. Like That's what happens if, it, if you're just talking about physicality. But you shouldn't just be talking about physicality. And I, so I think that's where we are. we're in this weird thing where, as a society, we're like, hey, we want to protect these women, but we're going to sexualize them. We're going to fetishize acting like super young women, and we're going to divorce sex completely from everything emotional or intellectual or spiritual and make it just physical. and And that should be fine. And and the answer is that shouldn't be fine. Those things don't go together. Of course, you're going to have increased predation if that's the culture that you're pushing. And it doesn't excuse the predators. They should still be, you know, you don't say to Jeffrey Epstein, well, I understand culture pushed a view on you that was, you know, difficult to deal with. Like, no, it's still his fault. The guy should still, I don't know, I'm I, I'm a little bit, I'm against the death penalty, but... Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, still, maybe, right? The guy should still burn. But but if we're trying to build a culture that protects these, if we actually care about these young women, we need to really rethink how we're treating sex and how we're sexualizing young women because it does create a culture of predation. And- well,
0: I've, I've recently become more conservative on this issue too like i i agree with you i i look if you divorce it from relationships okay so i've i've become more conservative on it probably because of of being a new christian and and i i've i eventually came to believe just in the past few months that i don't i don't agree with sex outside of a marriage anymore and that that's a really new belief for me but but take god out of it take my reasons take that out of it entirely it's a it's a scientific thing when you're having sex with someone your body's releasing chemical bonding chemicals your brain's releasing oxytocin you're bonding with a person that maybe you shouldn't be bonding with <laughs> like, right maybe i know a lot of people get into relationships that they shouldn't be in and they develop feelings for someone that maybe they shouldn't be developing feelings for because they're having sex with them
1: well and actually uh, women use this to hook guys right that that's why women throw sex at guys because they feel like the the strategy is i sleep with him right away and because she's bonding she assumes that he's also bonding so i sleep with him right away he bonds to me now he's stuck and that's uh, unfortunately doesn't sometimes it works for a while uh but it's not the basis of a relationship and it it won't last generally but yeah look i'm not i'm not as sexually conservative as you are. uh, I don't think that I'm fine with sex outside of marriage. And I'm actually fine with a more libertine sexual world, kind of. I I just don't, I think that we need to understand there are consequences. And so we need to dial it back a little bit. Like it can't be We need to understand what it is that we're doing and why and, and the consequences that that has. And so, I mean, there's a lot tied up with sex and, and it's a very complicated issue and we're not, we're generally not monogamous, even though we claim to be a lot of people cheat, right? So we have a lot of issues in our society around sex and monogamy and, and I get all that. And so I'm not, I'm not of the, of the opinion that sex should only stay inside marriage and and I am a little bit more libertine with what you should be doing sexually, what you could possibly do sexually. But I do think that completely divorcing it from relationships entirely and saying that it's just this physical thing and it's fine for everyone to do whenever and when we teach it in junior high school and we talk about all the different ways to have sex as soon as the the kids old enough to to read, which is what's being pushed right now, and we and we. We glorify women who uh, make themselves look young and sexual all at once, and we, and we sexualize these young girls. Well, those things have really severe consequences, and we should be a lot more cautious about sex than we are being, I guess. It's, I don't, it's not very profound, but I don't know the answer. I just know that there's a problem here, and we're not taking it seriously. It's I guess a culture, that's
0: it. It's a cultural problem. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: agree. On that note, I think we should just wrap it up, Carrie. Uh, what do you think?
0: I think so. Thank you guys for tuning in. And yes. for sharing.
1: Please follow us on YouTube and subscribe, Star. And uh, yeah, have a good day.